The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm Elise Cortez, your host, joining from Dallas, Texas, which is my home base. As you know, if you've been tuning in, I'm having way more fun than I'm probably supposed to have serving as your host because I get to be on the constant lookout for intriguing guests with interesting stories to tell about the work they do. And one of the things I considered this week when preparing for the program is the sheer importance many of us place on convenience. Why? Because we do tend to work hard and have full lives, so choosing convenient suppliers of necessary services can be all the difference in the world to our sanity. Consider, for example, the service provided by the transportation company Uber. Many of you have heard of that company, of course, and maybe use that service. Literally, at the touch of your phone, you can request a car service to come pick you up almost anywhere you are. And it's that same kind of convenience idea, but married with health care, that we'll explore in this conversation. With me are two guests from MEND, a Dallas-based health tech startup that delivers on-demand urgent medical care for the whole family right to your doorstep. I discovered MEND via a neighborhood announcement and was completely intrigued with the idea and service model and thought, I want you to hear this as well. I wanted to share it with you. So we have with me today Dr. Jonathan Clark, who is the founder and CEO of MEND. Dr. Clark is a board-certified emergency physician who also serves as a flight surgeon and deputy chief of flight medicine for the 301st Fighter Wing in the U.S. Air Force Reserve here in Fort Worth. And also with us from MEND is Dr. Wes Gallagher, who is the Director of Technology and Business Development at MEND. He holds a PhD in Organic Chemistry from Stanford. Drs. Clark and Gallagher, it's wonderful to have you right here with me in my Dallas studio. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Elise. It's a pleasure to be here. This is going to be so much fun. I've been looking forward to this. I've got a ton of questions for you in a short amount of time. But to cue us off here, just to get it started here, if you would just tell us a little bit about the actual company, MEND, that you founded. It's been going since March, as I understand it, and I really admire what you're doing as entrepreneurs and what you're providing to the community. So if you could just tell us a little bit about the company and services that you actually provide. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned convenience uh, in your introduction here, and that's really what we're going for. Our vision for this company is to really make healthcare convenient and affordable for everyone everywhere. And we're starting right here in Dallas and uh, and hoping to grow. So our first step in moving in that direction is to provide an on-demand uh, platform to uh, to bring urgent medical care right to uh, to families in your home, office, or hotel. Um, literally, two taps of a button will call the doctor right to you. I'm so glad I met you because here's the funny thing, Dr. Clark. Of all people in the whole world, right, I'm the last person that wants to handle anything like an urgent medical care situation here at the house. It'll be my husband who gets summoned for that because blood doesn't work for me, broken bones don't work for me, none of that. So I'm, I'll, you guys are at the ready. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, so, how did you start, Mint, and how did this whole thing come about? 
This whole thing came about um, sort of, sort of. It, it takes you have to take a step back into my history. I spent 15 years in the uh, in the military, and a lot of that time was spent practicing medicine out of the traditional hosp hospital healthcare environment. And so I had a different perspective when I came to practice in civilian healthcare when I um, separated from the military three years ago. Um, so I had that perspective, and I also had the um, sort of the, the family background. My grandfather was a, a physician, uh, lived here in Texas, in East Texas, and he did house calls across uh, rural East Texas wow, uh, really? during the 60s and 70s. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. I thought they ended in the 50s. How cool. <laughs> he kept at it. Okay. Yeah, so house calls were actually, they, they sort of uh, sort of waned after the 1980s and sort of some, uh, some healthcare reforms made it less, less uh, efficient. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of my background perspective that, that led me to taking the mobile convenience that we expect every day for most service industries and then marrying that with my perspective and my family background. Hmm, I love that. Anything to add, Dr. Gallagher? Yeah, I mean, I, having come from a organic chemistry scientific background, I, I wanted to get to something that was actually going to be in the hands of patients. So in, in chemistry, the things that I was working on was were unlikely to see actually the patient's hands and actually benefit them. So I wanted to get involved in something that was exciting, that was at the forefront of technology and healthcare. And uh, the, the startup community here in Dallas is so vibrant and encouraging and supportive. And that's actually how I came to learn about men. So I joined the team uh, a little bit later after it was started and uh, was just wanted to get behind a concept like this that's uh, allowing for uh, access and wherever you are to actually be treated um, by a physician or a provider. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in the presence of an awful lot of IQ here. So I just have to say <laughs> something really quick. As, as I got to know you and saw your background, Dr. Gallagher, I know that you have a PhD in organic chemistry. Isn't that the very class that knocks people out of the medical field? Isn't that it? It is the classified as the weed out class. <laughs> right. I've, I've heard it from people that I've interviewed for work when they said I was going to be a, a medical doctor, I was going to be a doctor until I hit organic chemistry, and then it was all over with. Not everybody can like organic chemistry. Some of us have to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, it just told me a lot about you, and I'm like, i got to meet this man. Um, well, I'm also curious. You mentioned it when what you just said there. I want to hear about the service model in your business plan. I mean, when I think about you starting such a business as you are, it is mobile. There's so many moving parts to it. I think our listeners would want to understand what's behind that. What are some of those important pieces? From a technology standpoint, um, this is... This is really a platform for matching patients uh, with the available providers in that area. So we have basically our own custom platform on the back end with a provider and patient-facing app that allows us to take available healthcare providers within that area and just simply match them with, uh, with patients who have a need. You say that so simply, Dr. Clark. And again, for those of us that have used an Uber-like service, it, is it a lot like that? It's similar. I would say it's probably a bit simpler at this stage of development, uh, but it's a similar concept, yes. Okay. So, for example, when I, for those of us out there that maybe haven't quite done this yet, when I go to Summit Uber, and I love that service, uh, when I, I, make, I actually make the request, I can choose what level of service I'm looking for. Somebody on the other side of that accepts my ride, can see my profile, can maybe even see my ratings, etc., um, I then know what this person's face looks like, the kind of car they're driving to come to, to come pick me up, which has a security mechanism to it. And I know you've got security built into to your offering as well, but I just I, I just wanted to see how maybe you could comment on, is that like what they see, what, what your patients would see as well? Absolutely. So when a patient books a, an appointment or they make an appointment request, 
they will see a photo and the name and credentials of the healthcare provider that's coming to see them. They're immediately going to get a call back from that provider as well uh, to talk to them about how we can help them. Mm-hmm. They're going to arrive at their home or their office, wherever we're seeing them, in actually a branded commercial vehicle that's uh, equipped with, with all the supplies that an urgent care clinic would have in the back of it. And they're going to be uh, wearing a name badge as well uh, with their photo. So you've got multiple layers of identification. Uh, we can see who the patient is, the patient can see who the provider is, and, and we can be sure that that's, that's the right person at the door. That's awesome. What I'd love to add, uh, and part of our mission is to make healthcare accessible to everyone. And so starting from the, our technology development, we wanted to make it accessible to anyone who not only has an iPhone, but we also have a web-based app. So you can order a visit through your computer um, or the browser on your phone, even if you have an Android, it doesn't have to be iPhone, as well as we have a customer service line that you can just pick up the phone, call, and book an appointment directly that way. So we're trying to make sure that everyone is covered and being able to order an appointment. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the actual service itself. So once I've, I've, I've requested someone to come and see me then, is there how much of a wait time do you usually have? Does it depend on what you're doing or what's that like for, for patients? So this is one of the areas where we differ from an Uber-like service. Uh, that's, that's, I want to be seen right now. We allow actually <laughs> the customer to say, you know, the most convenient time for me to be seen is at 6.30 when I get home from work this afternoon. Or the most convenient time for me is at 12.30 during my lunch break tomorrow at work. And so we allow the customer mm. to actually choose a time which is most mm. convenient for them. And then instead of, say, waiting and saying, uh, you know, the provider will be here within an hour or within two hours and you're obligated to wait during that time, you know that right at 6.30 you're going to hear a doorbell and your provider is going to be there for you. Wow, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was actually recently uh, experienced, got a chance to test out our service and was uh, at, uh, at busy with a, another meeting and had to step out to, um, to make it uh, an appointment and actually be treated. And so it was helpful to have a defined period of time when I knew that I was going to have that appointment. So it's and rather than just ordering a, like say, an Uber and then ha- not sure exactly when they're going to show up, um, you know, you can visibly see some, you know, where they are from you. But it, that unknown of when it was actually going to happen was a little bit, uh, would be a little bit disconcerting. So it was a very helpful experience to be able to have a defined period of time mm-hmm. on my schedule. You know, I can, you've just brought me back in a very fun memory which is just the opposite of what you're talking about. And that was, I got some kind of a bug bite or something in my toe. I don't know what happened. And I went to the emergency room. Now, I was seen pretty pretty quickly, but I got to see the whole sea of people that were sitting in the emergency room waiting for their turn. Some of them who had been camped out for hours. They had blankets and playing mm-hmm. cards and the whole bit. And that's just the stark contrast to what you're talking about there, right? And so for me, I was able to get seen fairly quickly, and um, it was a nice, fairly good in and out for me. Uh, but to be able to see that experience, and then when you think about, oh, I've got to, I've got to juggle work and kids' school schedules and such, how am I going to go see the doctor? It makes me even more impressed and appreciative of what you're doing. It's awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's, yeah. it's a pleasure to, to provide that service. Well, I can't wait to see, you know, where it goes. I know you launched in March, so I'd love to hear, how's it going so far? I mean, many people that are listening are probably listening because maybe they want their entrepreneurs themselves, maybe they're starting their own venture, or they just kind of want to hear some pearls of wisdom from you. But share with us, how's it going so far? Well, it's going really well. This has been a a very exciting and wild ride, and uh, there's just so much to learn. Um, 
We are seeing a steady flow of patients. Um, we're seeing patients consistently on a daily basis now and uh, really getting uh, a lot of great feedback from customers and just how convenient this is from all sorts of demographics that we didn't really even expect. Uh, so uh, across the board, we're getting just positive feedback from very wealthy people who, uh, who value their time uh, as money and uh, from people who, um, who don't have health insurance maybe or don't have a primary care physician. Um, they're also saying, both across the board, this is the most convenient and affordable solution that, that they found. Mm. Yeah, we, we've been hearing a lot of, not only from our customers, but also there's been you know, press releases and more uh, attention in the media uh, to some of the frustrations with healthcare, um, whether that's the, the insurance plans and being having these high deductible healthcare plans that you have to reach a high deductible to, to actually see the doctor, or even uh, there was a re- recently at Harvard uh, Medical School published um, some papers and studying the average wait time to seek medical care. How much time you spend out of your entire day was over two hours. It was 123 minutes. Uh, so there, we're, we're seeing that there's uh, a lot of movement and uh, in ways to actually access care in a different way that would be able to reduce that amount of time. So that's definitely kind of supporting this growth of the company. Mm-hmm. One of the things they brought up in the, uh, in the article it was in the Journal of the American Medical Association, this Harvard study. So over 120 minutes of waiting time to see the physician for less than 20 minutes. So right. most of that time was spent commuting, sitting in waiting rooms, filling out paperwork, waiting at the pharmacy. And we're eliminating most of that wait by allowing the provider to come to you exactly when you, uh, when you requested. And your entire uh, episode of healthcare is taken care of in 15 or 20 minutes. Wow, that's amazing. I can tell you that from my own vantage point, I just think about, and I know that I'm just one of the many out there who can relate to this, is you feel like you're constantly juggling all these plates, and if just for a second you take your eye off those plates, they all fall down. And so if I have to spend that extra time waiting for something important like health care for myself, for my child, for my husband, whatever else, is, everything just goes out of kilter for me. And so I really appreciate all the more that, like I said in the beginning, that it seems to me that, among other things, you're providing sanity to people. Sure. <laughs> and that. That is a that is an important commodity in my life. So I, I appreciate that. Absolutely, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that that I hear more and more about when I talk to people about how do you balance like this whole idea of work life integration thing, right? Sure. <clears throat> and so if you're doing anything at all to contribute to that being more of a positive experience, I'm thrilled. And again, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show is that one, I'm a, I'm a fan of what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing, and I was intrigued by it. And I thought a lot of our listeners will want to hear about it too. So that's why I dragged you in here. <laughs> In case you were wondering. We're, we're happy you dragged us in here, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the challenges that you might have. We all know if any of us have had any experience at all starting a business or being part of a, a, a startup that, you know, those first few months and even years are tough. So what kind of challenges are you seeing and how are you maybe addressing them? Well, I think the first challenge is probably awareness. Um, this is a, a real sea change in the way people think about accessing healthcare. Um, we have, for 30 years or more, been accustomed to sort of the, the status quo, and I'm going to call my primary care doctor, I'm going to get an appointment sometime in the next two weeks, I'm going to go in and sit and uh, fill out paperwork. So that's just what they expect. Right. And so something new that comes along like this is uh, it's not something they've ever seen before. And there's, there's a lot of education and just awareness pieces that have to go into the community to say, this is available, one, uh, this is reputable, two, and you really would value from, uh, you know, you'd really find great value in this. 
Um, so I think the awareness and education pieces are, are probably the, the biggest challenges right now. Yeah, I would, I would add on to that awareness just of that we are available. And this is, you know, a marketing challenge of being a startup and we don't have all of the, you know, the financial resources backing behind us to do big TV campaigns or other marketing campaigns to make everyone aware of it. Um, we are, you know, a regional type of model here in the DFW area, um, but there, I think being able to just get word of mouth and have positive customer experiences, uh, being, you know, a, a radio show like this is fabulous, and we are so appreciative of that to be make, uh, just to increase that awareness that we're even available, because just like J Jonathan said, you know, it's a new way of thinking about accessing healthcare. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that, Dr. Gallagher, because when I founded an online feedback portal with a business partner back in 2006, probably the biggest thing that we had to hurdle was the educational piece, teaching people why this is important, how do you use it, what do you do with the data. Um, so the educational piece I'm very familiar with. So how are you addressing that? What are you doing? Well, social media is great. Um, it, it's great to have um, feedback and reviews of the service. Um, but we're also trying to get out there into the community and uh, and talk with people face to face and ask them what their challenges are and see if we can tailor our model to to really fit the needs of the community. Uh, we've done a lot of outreach recently um, with the startup space and the co-working spaces, and we've uh, we've brought flu shots to them. Mm. Uh, so these are busy young uh, entrepreneurs who just don't have time to go to a CVS or Walgreens and get their flu shot, and so we bring it to them. And that allows us an opportunity to talk with them about what problems they're facing in healthcare and how we can be a good solution for them. And we're finding a lot of people don't understand their own healthcare insurance plans. They don't understand how the system works. They don't understand the cost and the value proposition that we're, uh, that we're bringing in. So there's, there's a great opportunity for us to interact with those people. Yeah, and I, I would just echo being a part of this community here in Dallas. I, if we can give to the community and participate in, in these events and provide value, I think that people are coming to us and hearing about what we're doing and getting excited behind that. So, you know, it's not all about just taking from the community, but it's also giving back. Mm -hmm. and, and before we started the show, we were talking with my husband, of course, about how you bring services to, to companies, or I don't know if you're doing that now or if that's part of your future work, but that is very intriguing. And I can think about organizations who are thinking about Everybody wants time off to get their flu shot or take a doctor's appointment. If you bring all of that to them, how amazing that would be for, for organizations, their productivity, their performance. Yeah, just in general, uh, the being able to manage their the time that the employees have to take, it's, it's very challenging. We were talking to somebody yesterday who was saying, I have, you know, four meetings on my calendar and so I don't have time to go see the doctor or I have to cancel it or have somebody else step in and take my place while to run that meeting. So that we're hearing a lot about just the frustrations with having to take time off and from an employer standpoint, it just adds another element of challenge. I can well imagine and appreciate what you're doing to address that. And with that, we are already at our first break here. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with two guests from MEND, a Dallas-based health tech startup that delivers on-demand urgent medical care for the whole family right to your doorstep. We have with us Dr. Jonathan Clark, who is the founder and CEO of MEND, and Dr. Wes Gallagher, who is the Director of Technology and Business Development. We've been talking about how they got into the business and what they're doing. After the break, we're going to hear more about how the technology actually works and what their vision is for, for the business. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. We're on the air with two guests from MEND, a Dallas-based health tech startup that delivers on-demand urgent medical care for the whole family right to your doorstep. Think of a modern-day house call, if you will. We have Dr. Jonathan Clark, who is the founder and CEO of MEND, and Dr. Wes Gallagher, who is the Director of Technology and Business Development. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. The three of us are here for this conversation in my Dallas office studio, all holed up together, having this conversation. I've been loving it, and I have many more questions. We were talking before about how you got started. From here, I really want to hear more about the technology that drives your business. Yeah, the the beauty of this technology is that we are trying to make it as simple and accessible as possible. So there's not a, there's not a whole lot behind it in the sense that it has to be you know fancy bells and whistles because we wanted just anyone who has a cell phone or access to a computer to be able to order the service. So it's right now an iOS based app that you're using to see you know from based on your location and where you need to be treated. You can see available appointments for same day or next day, like we were discussing earlier. And then you click on an appointment that you want, and you'll actually receive a, a photo of the provider that's going to be treating you, and get a call back to be asked how you could uh, they can help you. And then the provider will show up on on time there. the The app stores um, just per- some information around you know your location and you know your profile information. Uh, and then after treatment, you know, we've got a medical electronic medical record that you know captures that very securely. And uh, so, if we see you again and have a, a recurring you know issue, then we can understand what has been done in the past. Um, we have, a, like I said, a web-based tool that basically mirrors what the iPhone app does as well. So it's really simple. Um, we wanted to make it such a way that anyone could use it, uh, as simple as using an iPhone and, and saying, "Well, come see me now." Sorry, go ahead, Dr. Clark. Yeah, that, that's that's great uh, description. I, yeah, the the simplicity I think and the elegance of the design really speak to what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, there are so many websites and and web app or and applications that are very complex and require multiple pages. This this should be just as simple as ordering an Uber car, and and I think 
yes, there is complexity on the back end of that, but we want to, the, the face we provide to the customer should really be very, very simple um, and customer facing. The, uh, one of the beauties of this technology is it's, it's immediately scalable. In other words, uh, you know, a traditional healthcare facility, if I were going to build an urgent care or an emergency room now, I might invest two to five million dollars in the infrastructure of just building a location. And if I get that location wrong, if I'm not serving the community I, I thought I would be serving, well, then I'm out that money. Uh, we can take our technology and we can literally drop a pin and say, we're now live in this location. And we can do that anywhere in the country that we have healthcare providers and we have a, a customer need. That is so exciting. It makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense. Um, and I also wanted to hear, did you, did you, did you develop this, this technology yourself? Did you plug into something? How did that come to be? We have a third party develop it for us and okay. we have an ongoing relationship with the, with the software technology firm. I can certainly appreciate that again, that starting a, that online feedback portal platform, it was obviously all technology driven and I have a tremendous respect for when that works well. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> tremendous. When everything works, when you hit this button and it does what it's supposed to do, it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to add on that. Our current version of the app is really kind of a foundation to get people familiar with the service, but we are always looking forward to what we can do, what kind of uh, other technology implementations and integrations we can provide that will make life easier for the patients. So, you know, we're looking into incorporating even something as much as telemedicine so they could have a video chat with the doctor Mm. or having an automatic integration with your electronic medical records such that, you know, your doctor already is aware of the medications you're taking and conditions you have, et cetera. So anything that on your smartphone or on your computer that we can do that's going to make it easier and um, much better for you to receive care, we're going to look into. Mm-hmm. Of course, one of the challenges that, that uh, patients may be concerned about is the privacy of this. And certainly when we're dealing with a medical application, privacy becomes a much greater concern. And we just want to, uh, we want people to understand that we've implemented the, the highest security protocol, protocols that the industry, um, you know, um, provides. Of course, we've got uh, technological um, regulations and we have medical regulations as well. And so uh, putting those together has, has been challenging, um, but it works very, very well. And our platform is very secure and we do not store any uh, protected health information within the mobile app itself. Okay, that's great to know. Great to know. Well, let's talk next a little bit about where is this company going? What is your vision for MEND? What would you like to see it grow into, to do, to serve? That's a great question. Um, our vision is really to make healthcare affordable and convenient for everyone. And I, I add on to that everywhere. And that's a big, hairy, audacious goal. But I think it's realistic. Um, I think anywhere that has an internet connection now and you have a smartphone, you can practice telemedicine. Um, the fact that that isn't more prevalent in rural areas, um, in remote areas, um, is a little bit beyond me. I don't, don't understand that. So, so we have, I, I think we're in a really unique position technologically today and a really unique healthcare environment that allows us to sort of blend some of the old school things that we, uh, we used to practice in medicine and blend those with modern convenience and technology. And so just looking forward to, you know, how we can stay ahead of that innovation curve and really with the goal being delivering convenient, affordable health care to everyone, everywhere. We're starting here in Dallas and we want to get it right here in Dallas first, but um, the sky's the limit from there. And I, w- and I would just add that the everywhere 
in addition to geography, is also wherever you are in your own life. So whether that's at home, whether that's at your office, whether that's at a hotel when you're traveling, mm. we want to be able to you know, have patients think about the opportunity that no, no matter where they are, they can be treated as opposed to having to schedule or plan for travel time or other things like that. Yeah, we've treated patients for strep throat at a... Um uh, at a run at White Rock Lake. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> There's no physical location there, but that's where the patient was. The patient was feeling unwell, and we, we checked her out and got her on our way. That's, that is really remarkable. I hadn't considered that, and I travel quite a bit for my business, for my work, and I hadn't even thought, what happens if something happens to me when I'm out traveling and I don't feel well and I, I need help? I've never considered that. Dallas is a really unique place as well because it's such an international city, and we have, especially downtown there where we work, um, a lot of hotels and a lot of business travelers, and they find us through Yelp, and we go to see them in their hotels or in their offices or in their convention centers um, because they are away from home. They don't have a doctor here. Um, so we're a great resource for those individuals. Mm-hmm. One of the things that occurs to me as you talk, Dr. Clark, and I, as I consider what you just said about the, the runner at White Rock and such, is just really the kinds of things that you must have experienced in the time that you've, you've been practicing medicine. And, and I'm hopelessly curious because I really like to know how people begin their careers and how things kind of build. But I would love to hear a little bit about your experiences of serving overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq with the U.S. military. I can only imagine some of the horrific things that you saw. And I'd be curious to know how some of that experience maybe has informed the work that you do today. Sure. Yeah, so my, the early part of my career, the first 15 years of my career were, were spent exclusively in the military. Um, I did deploy to Iraq in 2005 and 2006 with the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, and again to Afghanistan in 2010 to 2011. That was with the Army, but I was also serving with the Marine Corps then. Uh, so I've served actually in the Navy uh, alongside the Marines, alongside the Army, and I'm now a, a reservist in the Air Force. So I've got all the services covered except the Coast Guard, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to ask you to say which is your favorite because I don't want to get into that, but that's pretty, that's pretty unusual. It, it is, and it's been just such a, such a great perspective builder. And so, yes, I've seen the best that life has to, to offer and the worst that life has to offer in a combat zone. And I've seen them side by side. I've seen you know, young Afghan children and I've seen them next to, you know, wounded soldiers who had, you know, amputations. Um, so the best and the worst. Um, but that really shaped my perspective as to what can be accomplished um, outside the traditional means, you know, healthcare means. All of the, the medicine I practiced there was outside of a traditional hospital. It was in a tent. Uh, you know, I'd take care of, uh, uh, had a Marine run into concertina wire, which is sort of a razor wire on steroids. Uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, he was going for a run out in the desert. He thought that was a good idea and came and knocked on my door, and I put on my headlamp and flip-flops and had to, to sew him up in the, uh, the light of a headlamp in the middle of the night. Um, you know, I've, I've put staples in a Marine's head underneath the stabilizer of a fighter, fighter jet. So, you know, that just brings a really unique perspective to, uh, to healthcare. that, you know, I don't have to be in a hospital setting uh, in order to do this, and I can really just bring healthcare care to, to people where they are. I've, uh, you know, drawn blood, my uh, commanding officer in his, you know, executive office suite. And we've given smallpox vaccinations in a closet or in a boardroom. So medicine is, it's, it's all around us. And we can, we can practice that anywhere, whether it's your home, your office, or uh, overseas in a tent. So you've really never had a traditional perspective on medicine. You haven't done the go to the office, the clinic sort of thing. You've I've okay. never gone to the office, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, thank you very much. 
I'm wearing a tie now, and that's that's very unusual. <laughs> no, I um, as an emergency physician, we don't have offices really. It's it's really shift work. Um, as a flight surgeon, I was really spending more time with the troops than I was in a, a healthcare environment. So no, I've never gone to the office and had the the typical sort of Monday through Friday clinic kind of job that that most primary care doctors would have. Mm-hmm. So you've always been in, in emergency care, yes? Yes. Um, former to my residency, prior to my residency in emergency medicine, I was a, a naval flight surgeon, which is generally, it, it's a general practitioner, essentially, a primary care doctor, but uh, focused on aerospace medicine and uh, the pilots and maintainers in a, in a fighter wing. Mm-hmm. It just strikes me it's quite interesting that, you know, such a, a specific arena with, in which to practice medicine, the emergency route, is fascinating to me. So I, ha- I won't ask you a ton of questions here because we don't have enough time, but offline I'm going to ask you a whole bunch more <laughs> questions. Uh, but along those lines, I know that you are still serving as a flight surgeon with the Air Force Reserves here in Fort Worth. So what does that entail and how much time do you spend there? Well, that's, uh, the, the standard answer is uh, one weekend a month and two weeks a year, um, and that's about accurate. Um, I'm in an aerospace physiology role again, like I was in a, as a flight surgeon in, in the Navy in the beginning of my career, and really it's about taking care of fairly young, healthy, well people. Um, it's taking care of the air crew, the maintainers, and all the supporting uh, airmen uh, who help us go and fight. Um, I, I never tire of asking those kind of questions, and I can't help it because I am a meaning and work researcher. Uh, that's one of the things that I do in my spare time. I'm writing the results of my work um, into a book as we speak, but I always want to know about how people are connected to their work. Why is it important to them? And so that is helpful for me to kind of understand a bit about your experience, where you came from, how does it inform your perspective today? So thank you for letting me go down that path. Absolutely. Um, and from here, especially when we contrast really what you've been doing when you think about your armed services work, I'd love to hear you both talk talk about what has been really most exciting for you so far starting this business and, and working at it so far. Well, I am, a, I will admit, I'm a tech geek and love technology. I love technology. that about you, by the way. I love that about you. Uh, and I guess that's out on, on live TV or live radio right now, so I've got to admit that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love being at the kind of the forefront of the intersection of healthcare and technology. Um, you know, I've, I use technology as much as I can to make my life more um, you know, easy and, and accessible and do things faster, better, and more efficiently. And so being a part of something that's changing the way that we're accessing healthcare is exciting and is one of the reasons that I get out of bed and come to work every morning. And for you, Dr. Clark? I think just building this has been so exciting. You know, um, getting to know the, the people, I think, has been the most exciting part for me to see everybody come together and build this team and build this this service that's really doing good work uh, from the ground up. This went from an idea to a live practice, live in the iTunes store in just under five months. Um, you know, six or seven months later, uh, here we are. We've, um, we've got a lot of exciting things to announce here in the next uh, month or so. And, and so it's just been great working with these really dedicated people and learning just so much about how to build a business and build a team. Yeah, and I would just add that the, when we hear stories about what, you know, the patients that we're helping and being able to, you know, not make them jump in the car and, and cart three kids along with them to go to a, 
uh, urgent care waiting room that has other sick kids and getting them sick. And it's those kind of stories where you're like, okay, well, we really save that mom, like all that stress and potentially, you know, weeks of sickness as it passes from kid to kid. So those types of stories are also encouraging and to be a part of that and actually making an improvement in their lives. One of the things that I hear all the time when I talk to people about their work is everybody, for the most part, to, to, to differing levels, wants to know that they made a difference. They want to know that their work matters. And it certainly occurs to me, as you said at the beginning of the interview, is that you are, you're changing the way that healthcare is delivered, how it's consumed. And I think that's really remarkable when you think about the impact that's going to have on society and, all of, and families and how we work and all the sort of things that I desperately care about. So again, appreciate what you're doing. It seems to me that it's there's an awful lot of, of and maybe even unforeseen waves that we might see because of the work that you're doing. I'd like to thank that. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very honored to be a part of this. Um, we're just very honored and excited to be a part of it, yeah. And you had the good sense to get involved and just to do this, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I love that. And I, again, I applaud the, you know, what it takes to actually jump in and do the entrepreneurial bent because it isn't for everybody. And, and, and it, is, it can be exhausting. And so to that end, I'd love to hear from each of you a little bit about how do you balance this? I mean, each of you um, have families and are, are taking care of various other people in your lives. And I'd love to ha- hear how you talk about juggling all this as new entrepreneurs. Well, it's difficult. Um, I, I wish I could tell you that I have some uh, magic formula um, to balance it all. It really just it really requires setting boundaries. Um, it's wonderful that I work with my wife. Uh, who's the co-founder of the business, and uh, we work very, very well together. We have a great synergy, um, but it's difficult to, you know, the office comes home at night. The office is there when we first wake up in the morning, so it's it's difficult to just to um, to, to put those boundaries in place and to keep those. Yeah, I would just add that you have to be very intentional about separating work and uh, life, especially when you're so passionate about your work, because then it bleeds over into your life and you know your marriage or your family. And so I think being very intentional about that, spending time. Um, I mean, I enjoy spending time with my colleagues outside of work, and so there's a there's a, a gray area there in the sense. But um, I think when you're passionate about something, you just move, take one step at a time, and it just kind of goes from there. I'm reminded of an interview I had with Dr. Mark Rosenberg, who is the, the president and CEO of the Task Force for Global Health, uh, a few weeks ago. And we were talking about this notion of work-life integration. And I said, well, today it's integration. We don't talk about balance because we've given up on balance. And he goes, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. So to hear what you just said, Dr. Gallagher, is extremely encouraging that you really are trying to be intentional to separate them and have a compartment for each of them. So I applaud that. And I think our listeners will find that encouraging as well. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And with that, we are up for uh, another short break here. I am Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with two guests from MEND, a Dallas-based health tech startup that delivers on-demand urgent medical care for the whole family right to your doorstep. We have with us Dr. Jonathan Clark, who is the founder and CEO of MEND, and also Dr. Wes Gallagher, who is the director of technology and business development. After the break, I want to hear more about how it is that you will be serving businesses, so the B2B community. Stay with us. us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. We're on the air with two guests from MEND, a Dallas-based health tech startup that delivers on-demand urgent medical care for the whole family right to your doorstep. Think of a modern-day house call, if you will. We have with us Dr. Jonathan Clark, who is the founder and CEO of MEND, and also Dr. Wes Gallagher, who is the director of technology and business development. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. The three of us are here for this conversation in my Dallas office studio. I'll hold, hold up together here for this conversation. We've been talking a little bit about some of their own experiences relative to what they've been providing for the business, how they've been developing it. Here next, what I want to hear is a bit more about the services that you all intend and maybe are already offering to the business community. I think that would be great for our listeners to understand. Yeah, we are, we're really trying to partner with uh, businesses uh, to help them manage their costs and to really delight their employees by offering them an innovative solution. So what, what businesses are experiencing is some confusion around healthcare insurance and the Affordable Care Act and what the requirements are there. They're seeing an increase in their premium costs and, and having to then choose a lot more of these high deductible plans, but they're also having to pass those costs along to their employees. And so they, then the employees aren't nearly as satisfied with the types of insurance coverage they're getting. So what we're coming to do is to hopefully offer them a way that they can choose a, a plan that may be lower premiums uh, and then uh, still a high deductible, but supplement it with our, um, our services that can actually treat their employees on site. So we'll offer them um, a certain number of free visits to actually come to um, come to their workplace and treat the employee. Um, and then also, we wanted to partner with them to help educate their employees um, on overall wellness, on understanding the insurance environment, on 
when they have uh, certain conditions, where should they go for treatment? Uh, you know, there's a, some confusion around whether they need to go to ER or an urgent care for a given uh, illness or, you know, a, a cut on their arm or other things like that. So we want to come in and really be um, walking alongside these, com- these companies to help make their employees more educated healthcare consumers, but then also just have that convenience of, I don't have to worry about when I'm getting sick or, and I'm trying to just tough it out at work. Can have a doctor come to me, treat me in 15, maybe 30 minutes, and then I can get right back to work. So that's the kind of, of service and partnership we want to have with companies. And the overarching uh, goal there is really to produce a healthier and more productive workforce in the workplace and also to, to be able to reduce uh, healthcare costs for employers. Uh, a lot of these services are available for large companies uh, with greater than a thousand employees. Uh, but startups like us and uh, the small and medium-sized businesses uh, downtown and, and throughout the Metroplex, um, they struggle with just outrageous healthcare costs and premiums. And, um, and so we want to serve those folks by giving them a convenient option, but also really emphasizing the wellness. We're going to come in and like Wes said, we're going to talk to you about health and wellness. We're going to keep you well. Hopefully you don't get sick, but if you do, we're going to reduce the lost work hours that you would normally experience going to an emergency room or an ER. Uh, or an ER. Wes mentioned a, uh, a recent article in the Journal of the American Medical Association um, that tallied up this, the time that we spend waiting as, uh, as consumers of healthcare on our physicians. And we really want to turn that equation around backwards. But they reported in 2010 that the U.S. wasted $52 billion, with a B, dollars in, uh, in time spent out of the workplace waiting on healthcare. Um, that to me is is outrageous. We really want to come in and, and start eliminating some of those opportunity costs. You know where I see that on the other side of my world, Dr. Clark, uh, is that I what I do for a lot of my time as a as a business owner is I go in and I give workshops to 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 organizations around leadership, communication, employee engagement. And what's fascinating to me is oftentimes, depending on the company culture, what I'll find, especially is like in October, November, December, you know where I'm going, mm-hmm. is um, there are people that are visibly extremely sick there, and they won't go to see a doctor because they can't afford the time, they're too busy at work, they just feel like, I can't go spend two hours right. waiting for a doctor to be seen. Um, this is probably nothing, I'll just kind of plow the way through it. And then, of course, by day two, more people are coughing and sneezing, and it's awful, and you can just see it reverberating through a company. And so, again, I think about how you're changing, how you could really change the, the, the scenario of the workplace and increase that productivity, um, engagement, the performance, all that, and the costs, of course. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I just, I, when you were talking, I was just, I've been there, I've seen it on the other side, and it's huge. I would add that, like, related to that, you know, we'll come to the office and do flu shots for all of the employees. Um, we also, you know, everyone goes, uh, the, oftentimes we'll go for an annual physical, so we can do physicals um, for, for the workplace, for the employees as well. Um, I'll add to the small and mid-sized businesses, also those that are going through the self-insurance route. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot more companies that are moving towards this kind of, you know, paying for the, the insurance out of their own um, finances. And so we're, we want to be able to offer this to them as well, because uh, that adds another element of complexity um, that we can hopefully clarify. And when you look at, at the bigger picture of healthcare costs, we're really trying to provide the most affordable uh, service out there uh, for the scope of practice. 
Well, I appreciate that conversation because, again, I think it's important. And what part of the reason, again, I wanted to have you on the show is I feel like you're, you are helping to marry and move and change attitudes around all these different arenas that touch my world, how people connect to work, how they get to work, how they experience that work-life integration, all that stuff. So for me, that's why it made so much sense to ask you on the show. So I knew you could talk to all these fun things that matter to me and my listeners. Well, thank you. We're happy to. Well, along those lines, too, I think that it, I think several people have probably tuned in because maybe they're aspiring entrepreneurs themselves. Maybe they're out there going, geez, maybe they can teach me something about what I'm trying to do. And bare minimum, what I hope is that you inspire them to do what they want to do. That's what I would also hope from for, from you as, as guests and for my listeners. So could you maybe say a little bit about maybe what you've learned at, along the way about starting this own business and maybe share any advice that you have for our listeners? Well, first, let me just say that this is a this has been the most exciting thing I've ever done professionally. <laughs> this, this past twelve months have just been uh, such a such a hoot and uh, such a great learning experience. Um, I'm around a lot of smart people all the time, and they've got a lot of good ideas. And I think so many people are um, they're afraid to try because they don't want to fail, or they're afraid of what they might have to give up. Uh, they're in a steady job; they have. Uh, certain hobbies that they enjoy doing, and they realize that for a certain period of time, they're going to have to put some of those things on the back burner. And uh, and so I, I hear a lot of people that could be great entrepreneurs and have great ideas that are just, uh, they're not willing to take that first step. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but I'd say just do it. Um, <laughs> take that first step. Um, get that momentum. My uh, father-in-law's favorite word in the English language is initiate. Initiate. Mm, mm. Uh, so take the initiative to to get started on something. Find a problem um, that you can fix, and and find something that really motivates you and you're passionate about, and get to the to the good work of fixing it. Yeah, and I would I would agree wholeheartedly with that, and I I would add take advantage of resources that are out there in the community that you're a part of. Um, there's a lot of mentors, uh, people who've gone before and tread those paths and made the made mistakes before you that they're, um, they're often willing and, and wanting to share their trials and tribulations with you so you don't have to make those same mistakes. So, you know, look at your, your local communities for opportunities for these mentorship programs or other things that, uh, you know, get involved with the startup or the entrepreneurship community. And you can learn so much, meet a lot of great people that way. Um, and, and I would also just say to always be learning. There was a Forbes article published, I think, this week around what characterized some successful people like Elon Musk and Marie Curie. And it was that they were not only experts in one area, but they, they read in all sorts of different areas. So they were reading you know, in, in the sciences, they're reading history, they're reading English. So just always be learning new things and you can, you can see patterns and tie insights and then apply that to your current business or work. I, I have to, to jump in and say something to both of what you said there because I, I appreciate that so much. One, for you, Dr. Clark, what you said, just do it. What I see so often when I talk to people about their work is people have these bitter yearnings and they're they're upset because they didn't pursue these things in their lives. I, when I meet them, sometimes they're like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. And just last week on the show, I had James Archer who found his purpose in life at age 52. He was very successful before that, but he finally said, I'm going to do that. So I want to echo that. Absolutely. The other thing that you said, Dr. Gallagher, that's interesting is that this idea of reading across different disciplines, the idea that different ideas can inform and inspire and give you a 
a different edge or a perspective on the problem or the issue that could really add a creative element that just wasn't there had you not read something different. So I want to call those two things out. You want to say something else, Dr. Clark? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to our uh, yeah. you know entrepreneurial community. The startup com- community in Dallas is just so vibrant. Um, I was at the um, Texas Economic Development Council this afternoon, and our CEO, the the Dallas Entrepreneur Center, Trey Bowles, was there talking about just how huge a community this is now, not only in the DFW Metroplex, but there's a network across the U.S. of entrepreneurial hubs and uh, and resources available to you. So I think a lot of the the folks that I've spoken with that have great ideas don't really know that that community exists, and they're there to help them. Um, there are thousands of hours of, of uh, mentorship hours that are available to these uh, these startups that can uh, go and speak with experienced uh, entrepreneurs, experienced business people, and uh, and really help them along in their on their uh, way to success. Yeah, you don't have to do this alone. Basically, absolutely, you can not. plug into something that could really help, and that's also I think really important advice. And same thing that James Archer said last week as well is you're not in this by yourself. So right. I think that's encouraging. In our short time left here, if we could, I really have just two things more that I want to get from you. But before we we end the show, I want to also come back. We've been talking a lot about how you've developed the company, what you're trying to do. You talk, we've talked about the the B two B stuff that you're offering and will develop further. Would you share with us just a little bit of maybe just some of the kinds of things that you tend to do? Some of some of the kinds of services that maybe you've been offering lately. Not obviously talking about your patients, but to help us understand just really the kinds of services that you're providing. Sure. So the the medical services that we're providing could be broadly classified as urgent care. That's care that needs to be accomplished within hours to days. Um, emergency care is minutes to hours. Uh, okay. Those are the things that are life and limb threatening. So we don't take care of life and limb threatening emergencies in your home or office. So if you need to be seen today or tomorrow for something, or if it can wait a little bit longer, we see that scope of practice. So a lot of ENT um, um, illnesses, bronchitis, sinusitis, we've seen pneumonia, uh, uh, we're starting to see flu, ear infections, minor sprains, strains, that sort of thing. In addition to that scope of practice of sort of um, ill care, we're also doing some well care as well. So we're giving flu shots, uh, we're updating tetanus boosters, we're doing uh, physical exams for school, sports, and work. Um, and so we're, we're trying to expand that scope of practice and, uh, and we've got some ways to go as well. And I would just add that I would encourage uh, the listeners to go and navigate to our webpage and look at our blog. Where we have, a, you can sign up for a newsletter. We have, you know, this educational component of, you know, what what do I need to go, where do I need to go to receive care, or you know, how do I get a physical for my kids, or something like that. So we're trying to constantly update this with valuable content for users and listeners. Terrific. Well, here toward the end, I always like to give my guest, if you will, the last word. So uh, if, if each of you want to comment and just maybe in, say, 60 seconds or so, um, each of you, just your final word, words of wisdom, anything you want to share? Yeah, I would just encourage um, everyone who's listening to think that or to realize that accessing health care does not have to be super inconvenient. Uh, that's, I think, a, a way that we often think about it based on past history. But it doesn't have to require hours out of your day. And so just kind of thinking about new ways to uh, accessing that treatment for your medical care. Eric Topol wrote a book recently, and I love the title. It's The Patient Will See You Now. <laughs> it really speaks to the fact that, um, you know, patients are in control. It's, it's your health care. Take control of your health care. Um, you should not spend 120 minutes uh, of your day waiting for a doctor to show up 
for an appointment that he said he was going to be there for. So um, expect more from healthcare. Expect better customer service in healthcare. Um, and again, our mission here is to make healthcare as convenient and as affordable as, as we can possibly make it. Wonderful. Well, it has been terrific to have you both on the show here, and I really want to thank Lauren also for her role in getting us all together. She's been amazing to work with. What a great partner you have, Dr. Clark. Um, I appreciate that you've taken the time out of your busy, crazy schedules. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Elise. Thank you for having us. So uh, just a couple things that I want to call out that I think are important to say that I got out of this. I, I hope that what my listeners hear also is that you know, the importance and maybe the invitation to be more proactive in their healthcare. If if it's more convenient, maybe they won't react to something, but be more proactive. But I know that you're emergency and urgent, but to be a little bit more open to the idea of managing it proactively. I love that idea that I heard you say, and I appreciate that immensely. And, and just the idea that you're taking something that has been so traditional in our country and changing it and trying to amend it more toward the patient being in the driver's seat. I also really appreciate that. And, and so there's lots of things that I got out of this conversation today that I knew that I would, but it's always a lovely ex- unexpected surprise as to whatever comes out of your mouth and whatever falls <laughs> onto my ears. So thank you again for sharing your, t- your time with us. Uh, we have had a conversation today with Dr. Jonathan Clark and Dr. Wes Gallagher of MEND. And if you want to learn more about them, they've made reference to their blog, their website. Please do, do go visit them at www.mendathome.com. I think that you'll find that there's some information under there that's very digestible for you and that will help you along your way. Uh, It's been inspiring for me and I hope for you as well, listeners. And and we've been talking about career as well. So remember that work is one third of your life. So let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Work.